This is First Words with the Reverend Matthew White. This is the official podcast of First Lutheran Culver City. It's a podcast that helps us to consider what it means to do the work of God's kingdom. We are 10 weeks into Safer at Home orders, and I continue to be impressed with how well my children are handling it. They have their meltdowns and explosions, as I think all of us do. But for the most part, they're currently coping well with this dramatic, unexpected shift in their lives. But that wasn't true in the first few weeks, because in the first few weeks we had an excessive amount of pajama wearing and lots of unstructured time, which led ultimately to a lot of unfortunate consequences. But then my wife was smart enough to create, explain, and enforce a schedule with them. They have a daily ritual and a routine that includes learning time, playtime, snack time, and so on. The ritual helps them know what to expect and keeps them better emotionally grounded. Where the chaos led to more than too much frustration, the order has been a great blessing. One way of looking at the story of scripture is to see it through this same lens, chaos and order. In Genesis chapter 1, we read a beautifully written accounting of creation that plays with these two themes. Where other creation myths, such as the Babylonian creation myth, portray a chaotic creation that follows after God's battle and worlds spill out of intestines and such, the story of Genesis presents an ordered creation. Creation is not an accident, rather it is the intentional and loving action of God. With each movement in the creation, God looks and says it is good. He creates with a structure and an order and gives the world an opportunity to flourish. But the story goes awry when a crafty serpent shows up and tricks humanity into eating off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And with that sin, the order in creation yields to chaos. Now the animals that we were to care for can harm and even kill us. The garden we were to tend is thorny and breaks our backs. Even our bodies fall prey to unseen microbes that can bring the entire world to a halt. Yet this is not where the story of God stops. For as you read the scriptures, you see at every turn God is trying to bring back the goodness of his creation, and he is trying to restore that blessed order once more. He sends prophet after prophet to warn and guide the people, calling them away from their lives that further chaos and ushering them toward the love of God. Then eventually God sends his only son, Jesus. As we see Jesus' ministry, we see the return to order. Where Christ comes across the sick, he heals. When he sees the hungry, he provides food. When a storm rages, he calms it. When he sees injustice in society, he flips over tables. But eventually these acts of ordering the chaos in creation brings him to the cross and he is killed. Chaos carries the day, but then three days later the tomb is opened and it's empty. Jesus is raised in newness of life and now we understand that chaos did not win. Rather, Jesus took upon himself the chaos of this creation and triumphed over it so that he could once again restore the blessed order of our God. But it doesn't feel like that right now. It doesn't feel like Christ really triumphed over the chaos. We look around the world and see destruction and pain of chaos. It's an unrelenting force without discernment. It comes for the old and the young, the rich and the poor, the good and the wicked. It continues to wreak havoc on all of us even though Christ was crucified and resurrected. So what gives? Again, the story isn't done. We've been given a glimpse of the ending, for scripture points our eyes not only to the resurrection of Jesus, but to the promise that Jesus will come again and we will be raised. So we await that day when Christ comes again and restores this world to the way it should be, to a time when we can play with the most dangerous of animals, when the land won't hurt us, and when our bodies will be healthier than we imagined possible. Yet until that time when Christ comes back and brings about this new creation and the order which God intended, we are still a part of the story. We are still writing a new chapter. 
For Christ has not only promised us the hope of resurrection, he's charged us to be agents of his order and love here and now. He's called us to acts of love and charity so that we may bring a glimpse of what it will be like when he comes again. Now I do want to add a word of caution as a final note on these thoughts. Order is not intended to be a rigid uniformity. As in the example of my kids' daily schedule, and those boundaries are great spaces for flexibility and play. The schedule is not intended to be an oppressive force, but is rather a guide for a much happier day. We also must recognize that there is great latitude in the good order God gives to us. Specifically, if someone's idea of order becomes an oppressive or violent force against others, it is a thinly veiled mask of chaos and death. White supremacy has often tried to use this covering of order, but it has no place in God's kingdom. Rather, we, as the people of God, are called to stand up against such oppression and speak against chaos and hate in all forms and disguises. For when we do this, we are truly aligning ourselves with a good, blessed order that brings a space for life and growth. That's it for today's episode of First Words. Be sure to click subscribe so that you don't miss this, the official podcast of First Lutheran Culver City.